You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Let him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on 88.3 Southern FM The Sounds of the Bayside We have a great show for you today on Pigeon Radio Australia We've got our avian vet Dr Rob Marshall on to tell us about, uh, well there's some uh, stuff been going around on the internet and, and everywhere else about pigeons and dangers to human health so Rob's going to answer questions about that and also about some viruses that are in the birds at the moment he's going to also uh, give us some advice on that so we're going to hear from Dr Rob Marshall our avian vet also the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal auction is underway and there's already bids and I've got some of the donators to tell us about the birds that they've donated for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal and we've also got some stuff from the Royal Children's Hospital to listen to about some of the sick kids that are in the hospital so uh, let's get on with the show Pigeon Radio Australia we've got much more for you today And as every week, I've got to welcome my good friend here who's in the studio with me, and that's Mr. Tony Barbara. Hello, Tony, and welcome uh, again to Pigeon Radio Australia. How are you today? Good. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, all the listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. Yeah, and my birds are going good, Tony. How's yours going? Yeah, they seem to be flying better now because the molts slow down. Mm. There's no... They not much feathers anyway. Oh, very good. So, anyway, this morning they went nearly one and a half hour. They yeah. went mad. Now, Tony, this week uh, we've already got the auction started for the uh, Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. There's some very good birds there. We've got some very good birds from Felix Lear. We've got birds from Daniel Tanaglia. We've got birds from Steve Seney. He has put some birds off his imported pears. 
We've got a beautiful Gudja cock from uh, Charlie Abella. We've got some good birds, Tony. What do you reckon? Uh, well, they they nice and they very good birds anyway. Yeah. And the other uh, thing is I want to say is so go and bid on the birds to help the Royal Children's Hospital. And the other thing I want to say, Tony, is I'm very disappointed from last week's program when we were uh, gave the address for that fella, you know, the one that, where the floods are in Lismore. Yeah. Uh, the donations haven't been very good. I'm very surprised that there's not many donations. It's only gone up to $4,265. I think we can do better than that. I thought he was going to be well supported. Well, Because it, it could have been one of us that we needed help. Yeah, well, like I'm, I'm going to ask people again, please go to the podcast page, click on the link and go and donate even a dollar. Even a dollar. Doesn't matter. Right? Because every cent counts. The guy really needs help. And they had the floods again. They were evacuated again after that, our interview. So he's in trouble again. So the guy really needs our help. Help him. So let's go and help him. All right, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back right after this. And we've got a great song that's on the Australian country music charts and it's number one this week. And it's Colin Buchanan with a great song called In Real Life, here on Pigeon Radio Australia. When you can't get yourself across the borderline, you can still close your eyes, and you'll see the towns of the Darling Downs, or a big blue drilling sky. smell of the land in rain A dusty song will carry you on till you're back in the bush again We're gonna get there We're gonna make it Shouldn't come as any big surprise We're gonna get there to say goodbye Can't change what's done But a new day's coming So we better get ready to fly We're gonna get there We're gonna make it Shouldn't come as any big surprise We're gonna get there Nothing better pictures Love takes more than a text Let's just make a plan to be together again and we'll see what happens next We're gonna get there We're gonna make it Shouldn't come as any big surprise We're gonna get there Nothing better Get there, we're gonna make it, we'll be 
For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Radio Australia is pleased to announce that the online racing pigeon auction for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal is now underway and live online. In the last eight years that we have been broadcasting Pigeon Radio Australia, we are proud that we have raised over $30,000 for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. We have some top quality racing pigeons up for auction and even a bird donated from a top flyer in Belgium, Davy Tornell. If you would like to purchase some top quality racing pigeons from our online charity auction for sick children, go to the gmpf.com.au forward slash auction. Give for the kids and give that they may grow. To watch their faces glow There's more than enough to share To 
I know fire. I know that burning embers from bushfires can travel 30 kilometers, lighting new fires in seconds, like the one that burnt my house down. I know extreme fire danger ratings or above aren't announced often, but when they are, you need to be ready. Check the Vic Emergency app daily and be prepared to leave early. How well do you know fire? Plan, act, survive. Go to emergency.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. When everything keeps changing, it's hard to know how to feel. So if the last couple of years have left you with mixed emotions, you're not alone. Search Beyond Blue Coronavirus for free tools, support, or to have a chat today. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. G'day, Josh Gatt, host of Bluestone Sounds a show about live music and emerging acts. If you're a night owl like me, I'd like to very warmly invite you to come and hang out on your Friday morning, Thursday night. That's right, Bluestone Sounds Midnight Edition. Playing the risque stuff I can't play during the light of day. That's midnight till 3am on your Thursday night, Friday morning. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Tune to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the only devoted sporting racing pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address is pigeonmedia.com.au, and check us out on Southern FM website, southernfm.com.au. We put up our podcast last week on the Southern FM website, so go and check it out. The Worldwide Pigeon Radio Australia Pigeon Media Weekly Check. Yes, and it's time for our Pigeon Radio Australia Pigeon Media Weekly Check where we go around and we have a look at all the articles and information that's been printed and posted about pigeons in the news. 
So let's have a check what's going on. Now, there's some distressing stories about dubbed pigeons. The first one comes out of uh, America, and the RSPCA appeal after feather-footed show pigeons are abandoned in Washington car park. The RSPCA has taken four birds into the care of a Sunderland-based rescue. The RSPCA is trying to uh, trace the owners of a flock of fancy pigeons which were recently dumped in a car park in Washington. Four of the birds who appear to be trumpeter pigeons with distinctive feather feet are now in the care of Sunderland-based rescue after they were abandoned in a car park in Horsley Road on Sunday. It is said that the birds were placed inside a cardboard microwave box which was taped up across the top before being left. The pigeons were then discovered at 2.45pm the same day by passing members of the public. All but one of the pigeons managed to get free but four were caught by two members of the public who were able to pass them on to the RSPCA inspector Lucy Green. Two of the pigeons were seen flying off onto perches nearby, but there may have been eight birds in total. The four pigeons that were rescued were uninjured, but were suffering from overgrown claws and some had faces stuck to their feet. None of the pigeons were ringed, but they are not feral and are likely to have been kept as show animals, so the RSPCA would like to speak to their owners. And another distressing story about dumb pigeons is in uh, Scotland, Glasgow. Pigeons abandoned in poor condition inside cardboard box by A82 near Glasgow. The pigeons, none of which were ringed, were found in a lay-by on A82. Five of the birds have since died and the Scottish SCPA has launched an appeal for more information. Seven pigeons were found abandoned in a cardboard box on Major Road near Glasgow. The Scottish SPCA were alerted to the pigeons found by a member of the public in a lay-by on the A82 on Thursday, March the 24th. None of the seven of the pigeons were ringed. All were found in poor condition and five have unfortunately since passed away. The charity is now caring for them at their dumb Dumbartonshire Animal Rescue and Rehoming Centre. Scottish SPCA Centre Manager Judy Button said the seven pigeons were found by a member of the public in a cardboard box in a lay-by on A82 on the 24th of March. They were found in poor condition and unfortunately five passed away. They were not ringed and the remaining two are in our care here at the centre. We're keen to find out how these pigeons ended up in the area in this condition. If anyone recognises these pigeons or has any information on this incident, they can contact our confidential animal helpline at the SPCA in Glasgow, Scotland. And we received a great email from a listener in the United States of America. His name is Philip Fry, and I'll read you his message because it's quite great, and I'll say hello to Philip because he listens to our program quite regularly. So, g'day, Philip, from Pigeon Radio Australia, and here's his message. I just wanted to thank you for all your efforts 
to keep this great show going. I bought my pigeons a year ago and slipped into a very fueling hobby and true love of these birds. I could never find any podcasts in this field and since I found yours, it's all listened to. My wife and kids may be getting annoyed. I love the commercials and love the local stuff from your area. I live in Snowflake, Arizona in the United States of America and just really appreciate the local music and news from your area. Thanks again and please don't stop. I have learned so much from your show. And that was from Philip Fry in the United States of America. And when we get messages like that, it makes me really happy.
Pigeon Radio Australia is pleased to announce that the online racing pigeon auction for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal is now underway and live online. In the last eight years that we have been broadcasting Pigeon Radio Australia, we are proud that we have raised over $30,000 for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. We have some top quality racing pigeons up for auction and even a bird donated from a top flyer in Belgium, Davy Tornell. If you would like to purchase some top quality racing pigeons from our online charity auction for sick children, go to the gmpf.com.au forward slash auction. Give for the kids and give that they may grow. To watch their faces glow There's more than enough to share To give them tender loving care Come on, dig a little deeper And give that they may grow Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Taramid. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community broadcasting codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content that are of concern to the community, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music content, programs for children, and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting to the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this service. Copies of the codes are available from the Community Broadcasting Association website, www.cbaa.org.au. 
Hey, this is Ernie Dingo for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Here's a simple word of advice. If you enjoy a drink when you go out, keep it simple. Now, unless you're a rocket scientist, how do you really know whether you're over the limit? So try this, either drink or drive. Don't be a mug and mess around trying to do both. And if you do plan to have a few, arrange a ride with a designated driver who won't drink. The life you save might be your own. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. there it's me graham the garden gnome if you want to know everything about where i live in your garden listen in to molly's blooming hour every saturday at 4 p.m only here on 88.3 southern fm I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away And I always knew I couldn't stay So I had a dream that I'd just fly away You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside And I always knew You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is pigeonmedia.com.au. And our website address here at our great little community radio station is southernfm.com.au. Don't forget, you can catch us on Facebook. We have a great group on Facebook with nearly 90,000 members. And that is the Racing Pigeon Global. Also our group, the Racing Pigeon Australia, Pigeon Radio Australia. And don't forget to go and check out our Facebook page, which is the Pigeon Media, Pigeon Radio Australia Facebook page. And we also podcast via the Podbean network. So uh, you can go to the Mr. and Mrs. Google machine and look up Pigeon Radio Australia and you'll find our podcasts or just go to our website. I have uh, Dr. Rob Marshall, our avian vet on the line. How are you, Rob? And uh, welcome back to Pigeon Radio. Uh, good day, Ivan. Pleasure to be back. Yeah. Uh, what um, are we talking about today? I've forgotten what we said. Yeah, no, what we're talking about is there's a lot of articles going on around the internet saying that uh, pigeons are, uh, pose a threat to human health. Okay, so um, as you know, there was that expression, pigeons are the rats of the sky. Yeah. Um, which is, um, and they were talking about feral pigeons. And um, I think that goes back to 
um, some outbreaks that they had. Um, it couldn't be even in Venice, right? You know how the pigeons are so popular in Venice? Yeah. And, and I think it was probably in the 70s or something like that. And what, because they had an outbreak of salmonella because of all the rats and stuff in Venice. Um, and so they, they then, from that, said, well, they're dirty animals. Where um, They don't really understand the nature. I think what had happened at that time is that they were having an outbreak, you see, rather than it being a continual problem, they were just having an outbreak. So um, that's, where, that's where the main, main uh, that story comes from. Now, there are certain conditions, and this is the other story, which is um, where pigeons can pose a health hazard to humans. And that's where pigeons, feral pigeons, and we're talking about feral pigeons here, Ivan, not really racing pigeons or king pigeons or anything mm. like that. Yeah. Um, so look, we're talking about feral pigeons, right? So um, if with the racing pigeon or the backyard pigeon that people keep, um, they look after the health very carefully. And so, and they're actually probably, what would you say, they'd be probably five metres from where the next-door neighbour is, perhaps? Yeah, you half, average, yeah? yeah five, to, five to ten metres, yep. Yeah, so when you're talking about the human hazards of perhaps backyard pigeons in terms of next-door neighbours, you have to think of the contagious, how contagious are those birds if they have something that's going to be transmitted for humans. And as you know, um, disease spread is related to how close you are and how long contact you have with those that, that infection, for example, like COVID, right? So with COVID, you keep a distance policy, right, of 1.5 metres, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Right. So it's the same sort of thing. If, if, a disease, if a pigeon had a disease, we're saying if it did have a disease, and I'll go through that in a minute, that is transmissible to humans, we, the person would have to be in contact with, that, with, that, with that, those pigeons. That means they would have to be in the loft right, so for in, a period in, of time. So, in other words, in close proximity to the, the said bird. To the infected bird, just yeah. like COVID, right? Yeah. So, yeah. if that family's living in the one house, right? So, yeah. if you don't, if you don't go into the house and don't talk to them, one point five minutes away from it, you're safe from that disease, right? Yeah. So that I think that's a critical thing. First of all, when people in their mind um, think that pigeons are a source of contagion, right? So that's what that's one thing. Um, but let's talk about the diseases, right, that could spread to humans yep. and the circumstances that those diseases are under. For example, the major disease that pigeons can spread to humans, which is the most serious disease, is cryptococcus, which is a fungus that feral pigeons may have in their dropping, and then when those droppings accumulate, can produce this fungus and then that fungus is toxic to pigeons. Now they call that, um, you probably know the, spirits, uh, the caver's disease because it's the same fungus that you get in bat droppings and when speleographers, or what are they called, you know, what's a caver called? Speleographer? Spe- spe- yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that word. Um, 
speleologists, right? People who go underground in caves. When they go down and they come across a bat colony, they they can die from that, right? And also, yeah. that's what they thought was in Tutankhamun's, um, uh, you know, vault. You know that where they went in there. Yeah, in the tomb. Yeah, in the tomb, right? And that's the same sort of story. The funguses, right? So now, um, and you only get that situation, right, in feral pigeons where they roost under the eaves or into a, into a, uh, the ceiling of buildings. And they, they live in there, they rear the young, and they, they, um, and they do droppings. Now, for example, they can get into the awnings, uh, which are coming out from the shops, right? There's a, they get in little holes in that, and they, the perfect environment to rear out young because it's protected and nice and warm. And so over time, you can get this, uh, all these droppings accumulating, and um, then that's where you get that fungus, right? So, and that's very serious. Um, but the circumstance with a captive pigeon or a, a pigeon that's kept in a home setting, that doesn't happen, right? Um, mm. If you've got, if you've got deep, deep litter, it doesn't happen because you're constantly uh, raking over the deep litter and aerating it, so you don't get that fungus occurring. Um, but if you had a situation where you had deep litter and moisture, you could get that fungus. So, um, so that's a potential hazard. So. If people are keeping pigeons in the backyard, you have to make sure that doesn't happen. So that's because that's not only, that's a, a danger to the person who's owning those pigeons. The main concern that people have who live next door is um, they think that the uh, feather dust is, can be a problem to them. Yeah, and that's, that's, not right. a, that's not a disease, but that's an allergy to feather dust. Again, you have to be in close contact with that and the feather dander, that's what the feather dust is called, it's actually skin flaking. And you see that on the floor of pigeon lofts now when they're molting. Have you seen that on the floor of your loft? Yep, I have, oh, yes, certainly yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. So you in the corners, right? Now, that's why it's a perfect opportunity for the pigeon fans here like you and me to see where the circulation in the loft is failing, right? So. In terms of respiratory diseases, now's the time to work out where the circulation is failing. For example, the feather, the dander may accumulate, which it has, in one corner of my loft. And I know that means that that's, that circulation is perfect. So if, during, when you're racing, that can predispose the birds to respiratory disease because the, if you've got chlamydia or stuff, it will concentrate on the dust in that area. So, um, for, and, and what I found over time is if I went and visited lofts which had recurrent respiratory diseases that I couldn't control, I would all, always find that there was a source of that dust that accumulated. So now's the time you can see that because the dander, you can see very clearly, can't you, Ivan, on the floor? Yeah, you can, yep. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But that's natural at this time of year when they're molting. And, um, yeah. But when you're racing, you, you can't have any dander. When you get dander on the floor like that when you're racing, that indicates that the bird's got dry skin, and that, to me, indicates that the bird, they're, they're dehydrating, and that, that, that's an indication, to me, of a respiratory disease because they're dehydrating. For example, when they come in, they go straight to the water because they're overheating because they've got the respiratory disease. So the dander on the ground is a marker 
for respiratory disease if you've got a loft which is well ventilated. So, um, so, so let's say that. So, does that answer your question? There's two major diseases that you're worried about: cryptococcus. You've also worried about salmonella, right? Now, to get salmonella, those those people would have to eat the droppings or drink the infected water from the pigeons, right? So, I don't, I don't think you know. I think if you explain. I think it's no use trying to explain the diseases to them because they have shut. They, it doesn't um, resonate with them mentally. So you have to say you have to use the use the parallel to COVID, right? And by using a parallel to the infection, the possibility of infection based on distancing, that's the way that you're going to explain to the neighbour that there's no problem. Mm-hmm. Now, what about what about chlamydia? Chlamydia, right, chlamydia is airborne as well, same as COVID, right? They're both respiratory-type diseases, and the same principle, right? You have to be in close contact. Now, I, I fancy I can get chlamydia from pigeon chlamydia, but pigeon chlamydia is, is very lowly infectious to humans, so, right? So, if you, for example, if you got a pigeon with chlamydia, the likelihood of you getting chlamydia from that pigeon or your family is very low. Okay. In contrary, if you've got turkey chlamydia, right, the, the, the problems to humans is very, very high. It's a very virulent uh, strain to humans, right? And if you've got parrot chlamydia, that's highly contagious to humans and potentially dangerous. Now, I think what's happened with... Uh, in terms of the pigeon being less contagious to humans, is that over the time, you know, pigeons have been kept by humans for thousands of years, haven't they? Yeah, since the Egyptian times. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So, and chlamydia has existed for millions of years. So what that means is over time, humans have developed a resistance to this pigeon strain, right? And it's... And I, I'm not sure. I, I'm unsure if you get different strains of chlamydia in the one species. My view is you don't. The other good thing about um, chlamydia and medications, you don't get resistance to, to uh, chlamydia from doxycycline. So doxycycline would always be effective for chlamydia. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. don't get antibiotic resistance. Mm. So. Um, and that's a good thing. Now, if you do get chlamydia, a pigeon fancier, if he gets chlamydia, it would indicate that his immune system was suppressed. So people with immune suppression can get the pigeon chlamydia, right? But a normal healthy pigeon, dark pigeon fancier or person, wouldn't get uh, sick really from it. Even so, if you do get diag- if your pigeons have diagnosed with chlamydia um, and you get signs of a flu, you should always get a chlamydia test because if you have chlamydia psittacide, that's the psittacosis, um, it's very easily treated in humans with just like pigeons with doxycycline or another drug. Um, but if it's left unattended, you can die from chlamydia because it would go to the kidneys and cause kidney failure. So that's the important thing. First of all, if you get diagnosed with chlamydia, try to identify the source of it. And if it's... Um, and it usually would be outside, even if you're a pigeon fancier, it would usually be outside of the pigeons in another bird or 
it would be related to the fact that you've got immunosuppression. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you need to know? No, that's that's about it on that subject. And I've got to ask you some more stuff after the break, Rob. So we've got to take a break right now, and we'll be back after the break and maybe after even the news because we're going to uh, go into the uh, Southern FM National Radio News. So let's take a break, and we'll be back with Rob Marshall after the Southern FM National Radio News. And here's a song that's number three on the Australian country music charts this week. And that's a song called Push Em Up Jill, an Australian artist, Ray Lee. that too cheeky push him up jill that's what they call her push him up jill they were worth every dollar and every single girl's gotta know their rights learn how to turn on their own headlights wanna give them a thrill <laughs> you know the drill push him up This 
is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Pigeon Radio Australia is pleased to announce that the online racing pigeon auction for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal is now underway and live online. In the last eight years that we have been broadcasting Pigeon Radio Australia, we are proud that we have raised over $30,000 for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. We have some top quality racing pigeons up for auction and even a bird donated from a top flyer in Belgium, Davy Tornell. If you would like to purchase some top quality racing pigeons from our online charity auction for sick children, go to the gmpf.com.au forward slash auction. Give for the kids and give that they may grow. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Every year, over 4 million people get really crook in the guts because their food hasn't been prepared properly or cooked properly. You can lower your chances of food poisoning by always washing your hands before touching food. Also, keep your fridge rigid dig by running it at 5 degrees Celsius or below. And always cook your chook and heat your meat. 
go to the shop and get one of those meat thermometers, you know, that measure the temperature. Then only say yes, please, at 75 degrees. For even more tips, head to foodsafety.asn.au. We live in a great country, in great local communities, like yours. But did you know one in six Australian children live in poverty? Through no fault of their own, right here, there are children living in poverty every day. Deprived of what they need to keep up in school and struggling to learn, many give up on their education. Donate to the Smith family and give the extra learning support every local child deserves to fulfil their potential. Search the Smith family. Are you looking after someone aged with a disability, mental illness or medical condition? As a carer, you can access free support online, over the phone or in person. Carer Gateway is an Australian government initiative providing counselling, advice, respite and much more. Find out how Carer Gateway can help you. Call 1800 422 737 Monday to Friday or visit carergateway.gov.au. Hi, Carer Gateway, I'm Vanessa Lowe, connecting carers to support services and world record holder. When I was 15, I was waiting to catch my train. In a split second, my life changed. As the train arrived, the crowd surged forward. I was too close to the platform edge, lost my balance and fell into the path of the oncoming train. I was in a coma for two weeks and it took two years to walk again. So please, stand back, look up and stay rail safe. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite Hrvatskom glasu. Smaricom Čov. Hrvatska glazba, vijesti i čet, svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata, upravo ovdje, na 88.3 Južna FM, zvukovi uz obalu. Monday is from 10pm to 3am, tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok, a taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat, right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And that break has taken us into the uh, Southern FM National Radio News. So we'll break for the news, and after the news, we'll be back with some more from our avian vet, Dr. Rob Marshall, here on Pigeon Radio Australia. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop 
You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. And welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is pigeonmedia.com.au. The Southern FM website is southernfm.com.au. And before the news, we were talking to our residential avian vet here on Pigeon Radio Australia, and that's Dr Rob Marshall. There's a lot of problems with birds... uh I've noticed in uh, Melbourne getting a sickness uh, similar to circovirus and these birds have been vaccinated for rotavirus and also PMV but they're still getting sick and it's mostly the late breads Rob so what, what do you say about that? Okay so what I did um, so when you get the going light in a young bird you have to think first of all circovirus right? So as you know, circovirus is a disease of young birds, baby birds, not of adults, right? Adults can't mm. get circovirus. Yeah. It's very rare. Mm. So we know it's a young bird disease. And it's a, 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 a disease that uh, affects the bursa around the bottom. That's the big lymph gland of the pigeon, the main lymph gland of the baby pigeon. That determines its immune uh, status. So, if, and circovirus destroys that the uh, the lymphoid tissue or the immune tissue in that gland. Um, so then, their suppre- their immune system is suppressed. So, what happens then is they get everything in the gut, like coccidiosis, bacteria, fungus, yeast, and you always see yeast in their droppings, like candida. And what that does, it prevents the absorption of nutrients, and that's why they lose weight. They also lose weight because they get sick, right, from the virus uh, fever, right? Yeah. Now, um, what we've noticed is that since rotavirus, we've had more of that disease than before rotavirus, okay? So, um, now, I don't really know why, but they may be linked both of those diseases. Yeah, because so, everybody assumes that when a pigeon gets sick and it goes sort of those sleepy eyes and it starts getting light, that it's usually rotavirus. But people are scratching their heads because they're vaccinated against rotavirus, but they're still getting sick birds. Yeah, maybe we should talk about this, right? So, as you know, the great thing about COVID is that we know that the vaccine has partial immunity, Right? That means that if you're vaccinated, you still get the disease, don't you? Yeah, right? correct. But, but the symptoms are less, perhaps, and the likelihood of you going to, to hospital is less. That's why you get vaccinated. Yeah. With rotavirus, it's exactly the same type of vaccine. It doesn't give you complete immunity. It protects you from the symptoms of the disease or from the serious symptoms of the disease. But the, the, but the virus is still in the loft, right? The virus yeah. will still come in the loft, and that will activate this circovirus. This is why you're getting circovirus and, and rotavirus at the one time. And that's where you get these birds that go light and don't recover, because essentially they've got rotavirus and circovirus. Yeah, yeah. Even in a vaccinated loft, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, so, understood. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk a little bit about rotavirus because um, now that um, there's two ways of managing rotavirus. One is vaccinating for rotavirus twice, and then the and then recognising 
and the um, Dr. White knows that and he, he states that you, you may still get the disease. The likelihood is that you will get the disease at some stage, even though you're vaccinated, um, because, and usually, that the rotavirus you'll get is during the racing season because that's when the birds are under stress. Do you understand? Yes, yeah, so their immune system yeah. is suppressed and that's when the diseases then can hook up onto that bird. Yeah, so you're going to get... And that and, and I, I, there hasn't been any sort of work done on this in terms of the percentage of birds that do not get the disease that have been vaccinated. Right? Yeah. So, or the lots, of the lots that do not get the disease. But my experience is that most lots that vaccinate get the disease in some form. And the, and the severity of the form would relate to the care of that lot, right? The way they train. So if you train really hard, which we all do, trying to get top performance for the... Because we're talking about sprint races. This is when they get the race virus in the early part of yeah. the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and we're putting them right on edge. The likelihood is that you're going to get that disease. The problem is that even if you don't vaccinate, um, the problem is that you get really bad disease, um, and that will linger up to you know eight weeks, right? So that's really, and you lose a lot of birds because of the sickness. If you have vaccinated and you get the disease, you're out for about three weeks, right? Which still impacts on the performance, and it's a really worrying time because you don't know which birds to send because they might have a fever or have the disease in the basket the day after. Just like COVID, you might be better one day and the next day you've got COVID. Do you understand? Yeah, the next, yeah. next morning? Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's one, one approach, to vaccinate and then bear the consequences um, or um, you infect the birds prior to the season, which is what I do, and um, I vaccinate, there's a few, no, I don't vaccinate, I infect the birds. And there's a few, and I never lose any birds, no birds die now because I've been doing it for five years or whatever it is. Um, even from the second year that I infected, I didn't get any losses because I could save them by feeding them and giving them tablets. Now I don't even have to do that because what, is it, what has happened, Ivan, is that the loft has developed its natural resistance to rotavirus, right? So you've got the genetic material in your birds now which understand what rotavirus is and have good immunity, even as young birds. And then I think this is the experience in Europe as well. Mm. Now, um, so, but when you infect the birds, like I do, they take, they will take at least four to five weeks to get over the virus completely. You know, it's, it doesn't affect them severely, but they won't train properly and you'll have trouble getting the droppings right for about four to five weeks. But then once that's over, right, because you do it at a time where they're not tra- you're not tossing them or training them, just loft flying. And even if you do that when they're molting, it doesn't impact on the molt dramatically, only in that first uh, three or four days that they're sick, the molt will stop, but then they'll keep on going, right? But in that circumstance, Ivan, you will get birds which uh, go light, right? Yeah. You'll get, for example, I've got three birds that went light, and I keep on persevering with them, but essentially um, they won't perform, uh, and you they, you, you, they, they get lost when you, um, 
with your training flights, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, so, and then by the time you start racing or, or training, that virus has gone through, and you can and I can feel relaxed and comfortable and confident now that if I lose birds, it hasn't been due to the fact that it got rotavirus because you're on edge if, when you if you don't infect them or. You're always on edge. Am I going to get rotavirus? Right, and you—you yes. you can't actually. It's, it's very distracting um, in terms of managing the health, um, and that's and the other part of managing the health, as you know, Ivan, is the food. So they're the two things that we focus on. One, get the food right. Two, my my priorities is get all the get the PMV vaccination done. This year we haven't get, been able to get pox virus vaccination. Did you know that? Yeah, I do. There's, there's been a very um, a shortage of it, so yeah. Yeah, so um, luckily my birds got infected um, at the same time they got rotavirus, but only four or five got infected, which is perfect, and so that's gone through the loft as well, and, that, and then that's impacted on the loft, um, loft flying and trying to get the droppings right. So although you've got these viruses here... Um, they're all over now, and although they've impacted on the health of my birds, young birds, um, it's all over now, so you can tick those off. Unfortunately, there wasn't any vaccine for pox, because I usually pox virus vaccination, and always vaccinate for, against PMV, because you have to do that for the, for the birds, for the other race birds, yeah. and you do that very early on. So yeah. that's the situation um, in terms of health. Um, which we have to focus on. Now we are coming into the training season. The food is the most important aspect of health, maintenance of health in the race pigeon loft. You need to get that organised properly before you start racing. Yeah, that's right, because you don't want to be feeding them contaminated food because the contaminated food can then affect their performance. Well, what it does, Ivan, it's, it's, when we talk about contamination... We're worried about mainly fungus on the food, like aspergillus, right? Yeah. Now, and, the, and you can look at the food and it looks beautiful, right? But you, when you test it, it's got aspergillus. Now, aspergillus is a fungus that produces a poison, a toxin, right? Now, it won't always produce a poison, a toxin. So you can culture up a seed and test it, and it might have fungus on it. It might have fungus on it, but you... It, not necessarily where you have a toxin. Mm. To identify toxins in that grain is very expensive and you can't do it in every batch. Um, but if a, if, a, if a food's got fungus on it and then you take it to your home and put it in your storage, there's a chance that that fungus will, be, will produce toxin at some time, right? So that's the danger. Yeah. You can't have... Right. So contaminated, contaminated food also indicates that the food may have dust or or has not been cleaned properly, it can have bacteria on it, and it can also have salmonella bacteria on it if it's been contaminated by, or some sort of enteric bacteria contaminated by rat's urine. Um, yeah. And if, obviously if you feed that, that's not good for the birds. So the essential thing is the effect on the, on the bird's performance is, is reflective of infection, the, the immune suppression, allowing the pigeons to become infected with respiratory diseases. Do you understand? Yep. So it's, it's an indirect effect 
which predisposes the birds to respiratory disease because the food immunosuppresses or damages the immune system, so they can't naturally repel these diseases. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that explains why if you've got coccidiosis and it comes back all the time, recurrently, um, and so you can't get control of it, um, that tells me that their birds are immunosuppressed. Now, they're immunosuppressed because they're recovering from circovirus, rotavirus, or they've got bad food, or that you're immunosuppressing because you're underfeeding them. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, the, so the common denominator for immunosuppression, which means um, susceptibility to disease when they're performing, is related. It, it, it's got a number of a number of uh, circumstances which will um, predispose to immunosuppression. So that's how it explains all that. So um, I, I hope I've probably confused you a bit more, haven't I? No, you haven't actually confused me. You actually clarified my mind, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, coxie. Now, uh, just between you and me, Ivan, I've been struggling with coxie in my birds for the last three weeks, right? And um, I'll just share what I've done, right? So what I know is that the birds are recovering from that rotavirus, circovirus, coxvirus, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, um, and I've been treated with uh, the normal thing that I use for coxidosis. So the treatment plan would be two days of treatment at a pretty high dose, and you repeat that each week for, for two days at a lower dose. That's my normal treatment plan for three weeks. But still, um, certain birds had uh, coccidiosis, which I identified because I'm looking at the droppings every morning and testing every morning now, uh, and I'm taking out the greenest ones, the dark green ones, right? So, mm-hmm. and in those dark green ones, I could see this coxie. Now, obviously, I've got brown, beautiful droppings there, and um, and they were all right. But I was trying to. Str- I'm struggling to get control of the coxie in those green droppings, and so I thought, well, there's only there's another thing it could be, right? So, um, it could be um, that my food's contaminated, which I haven't. It may be because I'm not using my culture tested food yet Ivan right so um, I haven't got to that stage yet Uh Um, so so what I did is I I gave them Epsom salts right and um, the reason I gave them Epsom salts is with with coccidiosis it causes chronic inflammation of the of the gut of the intestines right and when you get chronic inflammation you get mucus build up in the intestines and so with the Epsom salts, it purges that mucus out. So if you, so what I looked at, after the uh, Epsom salts, I looked at the droppings of all birds, uh, you know, brown and green birds, uh, microscopically, and found a lot of coccidiosis, eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, right, because, and I went, I'm going, wow, that's interesting. And so, um, and then the next day, I checked them and no coxie, right? So what it's done is, um, my view is that the Epsom salts acts as a purgative, but it has more functions than that because of the magnesium in it. Magnesium is a fantastic thing because it's involved with the contraction of the muscle, as you know, we use it um, yeah. to, for, for cramping. Yeah. But in the, in, the, uh, stomach, in the intestinal muscle and the stomach muscles, it just actually gets them moving so they get in a regular pattern. And um, so that would help uh, control coxie because you get the movement of food 
rig outwards rather than staying in the in the bird. Yeah. So and now so my focus now is it's quite interesting. I thought that oxidose problem um, persisting. So it's quite complicated. But I, what I'm doing now is my coxie treatment, um, and this is just between you and me, um, is that you know how we give Epsom salts on, when would you get the Epsom salts? A Monday, Ivan, when you're racing? Yeah, usually on a Monday or a Sunday. Yeah, right, yeah. So I'd probably give it Sunday too, right, because that's when the muscles are going to tie up, right, and I put it in the bath water and the drinking water. And if they had a coccidiosis problem, I would be giving Carlox, I mean the coccidiosis treatment with the Epsom salts at that time. Uh-huh. Right? So you can mix, so, you uh, can actually mix the coccidiosis treatment together with the mix Epsom salts. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're getting a, a twofold effect. What you'll find is on the next day that the birds may not fly because they've got coccidiosis. If you gave Epsom salts and these birds were really healthy, on the Monday they'd be flying really well because they'd be buoyant and they wouldn't have the sore muscles anymore. But when, when they got the coxie, I found that on the Monday they didn't fly that well, but on the, by the Tuesday, like this morning, right, they fly, I couldn't get them in, right, and they rocketed around. So, um, and the other thing is that when you've got coxie, you have to up the food. Right? So you have to up the richness of the food rather than a light mix. You have to actually up the energy content in the food because when they've got coccidiosis, they're not absorbing the food properly and they're not uh, assimilating the energy properly. So that's why you'll get these birds, they get the cocky cone because their energy levels are low and also because they've got a gut ache, you see. Hmm. So, um, so with a coxie, it's quite a complicated thing, but a very important thing at this time of year, you have to up the food heaviness or the energy levels of the food to get them flying. Otherwise, they'll just float around. Yeah. 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 Do, you think okay. it's, um, do you think it'd be beneficial to give your birds Epsom salts once a month, perhaps? No, I give it every week. Oh, every week, yeah? Yeah. So, okay. But it's not strong, right? It's not strong. Five grams to four litres. Oh, Okay. No worries. Yeah. So very good. I give it every week, every week, um, and and you just it's just a very and you find the top flyers do this island with Epsom salts, and um, it's an old remedy, but I don't think you really the people know the benefits of magnesium, right? It's a magnesium which is a magic mineral, and as you know in humans you use it for a lot of things, right? Magnesium is involved with the heart contraction. Yeah. So yeah. It, um, so when you have uh, atrial fibrillation, they give you a magnesium drip, right? So we know it's to do as heart contraction, which is what you want with the bird. You want a healthy muscle of the heart. Um, so And also it's got this purgative effect on the bowel where it, uh, it, allows, it cleans the bowel out. So And at the beginning of the week, it's a perfect spot for it. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that, Rob, for your time today, and um, uh, we'll catch up with you again. Okay. See you, Ivan. Thanks, Bye. 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 And we're going to break with a song right now, and here's a new addition to the Australian country music charts, and it's Memories of My Old Town, sung by Australian artist Kylie Adams Collier on Pigeon Radio Australia.
big trees still stand in Baker Street, overlooking the Bellinger River. I close my eyes and hear my sister say, "Let's play together." And old Mrs. Tom's has been long gone, with the doll's house on her veranda and the goldfish pond, and memories that live on forever. Yesterday and today and tomorrow, is it still in blossom? At the bottom of the steps, where the old black snake slept, and the double-decker bus with George the driver took us into school. You could smell the kerosene with the kids with the lice feeling such a fool. Memories of my old town. Memories of my old town. Memories of my old town. Keep coming back to me. When we found the treasure in the yard, old bottles from an old hotel, green and blue, a vessel in time. Now they sit on the shelf at my sister's house. Bags of lollies from the old post office. Our feet as hard as leather. From the bitumen in summer, when we'd walk down the street to collect the letters. Yesterday and today and tomorrow is it still in blossom? At the bottom of the steps, where the old black snake slept. The double-decker bus with George, the driver, took us into school. You could smell the kerosene with the kids with the lice, feeling such a fool. Memories of my old town, memories of my old town, memories of my old town. Keep coming back to me. We had the best view in the valley, like a good oil painting. Mountains and the river will be with me forever. And the cattle still cross the river at Brownlee's Lane. And when it pours with rain, the river just gets bigger and bigger. Memories of my old town. 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 Keep coming back to me. your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. 
Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor to watch their faces glow There's more than enough to share To give them tender loving care Come on, dig a little deeper And give that they may grow Pigeon Radio Australia is pleased to announce that the online racing pigeon auction for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal is now underway and live online. In the last eight years that we have been broadcasting Pigeon Radio Australia, we are proud that we have raised over $30,000 for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. We have some top quality racing pigeons up for auction and even a bird donated from a top flyer in Belgium, Davy Tornell. If you would like to purchase some top quality racing pigeons from our online charity auction for sick children, go to the gmpf.com.au forward slash auction. Give for the kids and give that they may grow. All the world is to watch their faces glow. There's more than enough to share. To give them tender loving care Come on, dig a little deeper And give that they may grow I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. 
If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. G'day, Josh Gatt, host of Bluestone Sounds a show about live music and emerging acts. If you're a night owl like me, I'd like to very warmly invite you to come and hang out on your Friday morning, Thursday night. That's right, Bluestone Sounds Midnight Edition. Playing the risque stuff I can't play during the light of day. That's midnight till 3am on your Thursday night, Friday morning. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia, on 88.3, Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, this great community radio station, The Sounds of the Bayside. And our website address at Southern FM is southernfm.com.au. Go and check it out. There's some great podcasts you can catch up with on the, the Southern FM website, so go and check it out. The Pigeon Media website direct to us is pigeonmedia.com. And as we all know, our Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal Racing Pigeon Auction is now currently live and online. And uh, you can find that at gmpf.com.au forward slash auction. That's gmpf.com.au forward slash auction. There's some great birds uh, there. And we're going to hear from some of the donators and, and what bird they did donate. So uh, let's uh, listen to uh, why we're doing this. So I've got a couple of clips here from the Royal Children's Hospital to listen to some of the hardships that these poor kids are facing and why we're raising money to help these kids. Some days she just didn't want to do it and it's hard to explain to her, but she just kept fighting, never gave up. She blows me away. I think she's an incredibly tough cookie. The main thing is to impress upon them some hope that we have very good treatment for this disease and in fact the expectation is cure. Are you so excited? Where are we going? Back home! Back home! <laughs> Ali, where are we going? Home! Are you excited?
it is utterly devastating and it's devastating for us as a team as well. Everything went absolutely perfect. She was so good. And then, again, (laughs) relapse. (laughs) I really got my hopes up. I really did. I think we all did. As a doctor, you know, they stay professional and everything like that, but she just has this extra layer of care. She cries with us when things don't go how we want and it makes a big difference to know that the person that's trying to save your child's life really, really, really cares. we had to really move fast so we gave her a reinfusion of her CAR T cells with the hope that that would bring her disease down to get her ready for transplant. And she rang me and this is Di and she was like I've got some difficult news. And I just, my heart broke because I just knew that We just had to go through so much more trauma that we wouldn't have had to do if it worked. Just seeing her go from the lowest of lows to when the actual transplant kicked in you could just see that it's going to be fine this is going to be it we are living our best life at the minute we just celebrated her eighth birthday now she's smashing it she's going to school every day back at dancing she's out riding her bikes rollerblading she's just a whole new kid and we're just excited for the rest of our lives without any more drama, hopefully. (laughs) I'm strong, could fight anything, and I love my family. One of the things that has been lovely about Alex's relationship to the hospital is that he thinks it's his hospital. He has a real sense of ownership of my hospital. He will tell other kids that he meets that they're welcome to use his hospital if they need to. And he has a sense that it's all there just for him. It's embarrassing how long it took us to pick up that something was really seriously wrong because he'd just started daycare. He was getting all those first that year of colds and viruses that they get when they start being around other kids. And then eventually he developed, um, we thought it was a rash, little spots on his arms, the classic kind of petechiae and little bruises. First of all, Alex had to have some blood 
tests. Then they asked me to phone Jesse and ask him to come in so they could discuss what was going on. I don't know. I, I didn't panic or anything, but I was sort of like trying to find like through Googling um, what it could be. And then the doctor asked if I'd ever heard of something called leukaemia. The first thing I said to Jesse was, don't Google this. Don't Google childhood leukaemia. When we tell them their child has leukaemia, it's, it's absolutely devastating because they think they, their child could die. The first thing is to say this is a curable disease in children. In fact, the expectation is cure. And we needed that. I think we needed that kind of someone else to hold hope for us at that time because we're still in shock. Melbourne is set to stay in lockdown until late October. After an COVID added a huge layer of complexity and difficulty for our families. In most cases, only one parent was able to be at the bedside at any one time. They weren't able to see their siblings at all. And in that time, Marcus has only been able to visit him in hospital once. And um, they get sad the longer they're apart. The hardest thing about caring for Alex in the first few months was that he really withdrew into himself a little, that, he, that he'd have days when he didn't talk. He stopped walking for about three months. We didn't tell Alex that he had cancer. About two months in one night, I asked him, do you know that you have cancer? And he said, yes. You look like a zombie. Turn around, turn around. What does the white thing you want to do? Yeah, ready? Press this one again. Hold it. Oh, I know it. And now we're in a phase called long-term maintenance. He will complete therapy officially in 2023, so he requires maintenance for another year and a half. And so I'll get to see Alex grow into the little boy that he was always going to be. Those of us who do paediatric oncology are actually very thrilled to see a child with average risk leukemia because the cure rates are 90 to 95%. But from the parent's perspective, this is the worst day of their life when their child is diagnosed. And they don't understand um, why we feel so optimistic. The goal is to provide best care for our children and we absolutely are providing the best cancer care and supportive care. I think you always hope that you'll never have to use the children's hospital, but it really makes you realise what's important. And we have Gary Gillard on the line from Pigeon Vitality and Natural Pigeon Products, and uh, he's donated a bird from his loft. And uh, Gary, what bird have you donated, mate? Some of our best lines, our best races. Um, the pigeon itself, it's... Uh, it's a Koopman crossbar Gerix. Um, the sire of it is a pigeon I have called to put a black pied cock. He's a full bar Gerix. Um, he's off our uh, imported Gerix pigeons. He's a sire of many fed places plus a 400 mile uh, fed winner as well. Um, that particular pigeon was crossed 
with a pigeon I call like gold. Operation from key full sister to the uh, 2028 GMPF Bird of the Year for Liv Morata. Double fed cock from Keith. Uh, as I said, this particular hen also holds some of our best bloodlines, Blue 812 and Special Lady of Gerex. Not to mention uh, the Gladiator bloodline as well in the, uh, the Gerex pigeons. Nice pigeon. He's a medium-sized cock, well-balanced, wide-chested, just, just a nice all-around pigeon. All right, thanks for that, Gary, and uh, thanks for your donation, and thanks for all your help too, mate. That's all right, no worries. Good luck with the auction. Thanks, mate. See ya. Bye-bye. Hello, Felix. Uh, welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. You donated a bird. Thank you very much for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. You want to tell us a little bit about the bird you donated? Uh, the pigeon is a ratchaka, like you know, and um, it's bred... One of my good friends, Wickham, I got a couple of friends with it. Uh, this year I crossed him with uh, uh, Ponta Rosa. They got Morash in him. And they, they look beautiful. I got four of them. They look the same. They're nice. They're nice pigeons. And like I said, the hen is it's a mealy. The mother, it's a Wickham. And uh, I had him for a while, you know. And uh, the, the Ponto Rosa one, I done very well with him. The first year I got him, uh, I clocked off the cock, the uh, the father of the red checker. And uh, and the the son, I clocked him twice from Tazidi last year. Uh, no, this year we recall it. And and I bet that, that cock, the father is a red checker. And and the mother of him, all right, is um, Gabby. Oh, That's the, the mother of the mother of him, and the grandmother is a wicked. The father is Ponto Rosa Mourash. The father is a wicked Ponto Rosa, and the hen is a Gabby. Oh, very good, Felix. Thank you very much for your donation. We we'll, no we appreciate it. Thanks, mate. When are you going to do the auction? The auction's already started, mate. It's on online. I've sent you a message on your messenger. I did. I tried to get in, and my pigeon coming normally. Yeah, that's that's a link directly to your bird. Oh. Okay, so hit the home page up the top, and then you'll be able to go and see all the other ones. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, Felix. Bye-bye. Okay, good luck. And I've got Tony Barber on the line. He's donated a pigeon for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. Tony, thank you very much for your donation, and tell us about the bird you donated. Uh, that's an inbred pigeon. I've been breeding on Jamuato maybe 35, two years, something like that. And anyway, that got... That it's got the blood of lot fifty three and six sixty. So I've been mating anyway, you know, brother to sister, daughter to father, son to mother. You know, I, I kept them in pet, bujers to yeah. bujers. Yeah. So, so you I actually get... bred that bird for stock, yeah? Yes. Yeah. All right, Tony. Um, yeah, I got it last year. A brother, same same way, bread like that. Oh, yeah. All right, Tony. Thank you very much for your donation, and I hope it makes a lot of money for the Royal Children's Hospital. 
I hope so, too. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Hi. Hi again. You donated a patient to the Royal Children Hospital. What kind of a breed is that pigeon? Well, Tony, you know that I got some birds from Yelly Rosia, so yeah. what I've donated is, uh, this is a b- bit of a cross, but uh, the, the birds I got from Yelly Rosia are six times inbred to Queen L. So mm-hmm. what I've done is I've crossed crossed it out with uh, daughter of Forrest Gump, Peter Maddock, mm-hmm. and I also put a cross of the Lu Ping Hubens in it as well. Mm-hmm. That's right, Brad. Very well bred. Very well bred. So, yeah, Tony, um, it's a very good bird, and I hope somebody gets it, and I hope it makes a bit of money for the children's hospital. Oh, well, it was nice of you to do it a bit like that. Yeah. So, All right. To help the children. Yeah. All right, thanks, Tony. We'll catch up later. All right, I got Daniel Tanalia on the phone from Tanalia Brothers uh, Racing Pigeons, and uh, you've donated a couple of birds, Daniel. Tell us a bit about the birds you donated, mate. Yeah, there's, there's a pair here. I've, um, the hen is a full sister to a triple fed. Um, triple fed, she's a double fed 600 and a 700, so triple fed hen there. Um, and the cockbird is a full sister to a uh, 700 mile fourth fit. So, yeah. yeah, fantastic, mate. Yeah, thank yeah. thank you very much for your donation, mate. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, so they, they'll, they'll be a nice pair together if someone gets them, they could pair them together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they're all, all Aussie bloodlines, mate. You know, back to as far as I can remember, mate, they've got everything in them. So, Kokoschkis, Weekends, Ridges, Priors, you know, if you name it, it's in there. Oh, very good, mate. Yeah, so, and there's, a, you know, full pedigrees with them, so. All yeah. right, mate, thank you very much for your donation. We really appreciate it, and I hope it makes good money for the uh, children's hospital. No, that'd be good if it does, mate. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Thanks, mate. All right, all right well Bye. done. Bye. Thanks, mate. I've got Nick Lechiotis on the line, and he's donated a couple of birds. Nick, you want to tell us about the birds you donated for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal? Well, uh, the birds that I've donated, they're Jensen Van Loons down from from the Planet Brothers. Uh, a blue checker, by hand, she's got a $100 ring. She flew the PRV race, which you know it was a very hard race. And uh, she just missed the clock, made it on the day. Um, then uh, we've raced her at the 600 miles. She was third bird home. She flew a, a very good race. Even bred out of the bird. Um, I kept it aside, but I haven't bred out of her. Um, the blue bar, pie cock, again, he, uh, Mark Vela, bred him for me. Uh, as a youngster, and uh, he raced um, in um, 2018, but uh, he didn't do much racing. I haven't bred out of it, and I kept him aside for the blood. Uh, as you know, I've uh, last couple of years I stocked up on Jensen Van Loons and Gabby's, um, so. That's uh, that's what the birds are pointing. The Jensen Van Loons. Uh, Mark's got a Mark Vella. He's got a lot of birds down from uh, the Planet Brothers. So I bought quite a few birds uh, in the last few years of Mark to uh, enhance um, 
my spring rising. Um, the, the hen is a cracker, the bluebird pie cock is a beautiful uh, cockpit with a, a very nice uh, pie, a very unusual eye. Um, anything more? Um, you know, since the corona, we did it rise, and I kept, uh, I'm letting some of those birds go for the children, for the, fun, uh, the fundraiser we do. They're, they're very good birds, uh, some of my best. So I thought I'll put them in and uh, let someone uh, else have them. I'm also cutting down uh, my stock lot. You know, I've got nearly 40 pairs, way too many. So I thought the night a couple of good birds and hopefully you get uh, some decent dollars for the kids with cancer, yeah? Yeah, thanks very much, Nick, for your donation. We really appreciate it and I hope they make good money for the children's hospital. Yeah, I'm, um, I'll put Whoever buys the bird, um, I'll give them a bit of a history as well. But um, the blue buckcock is very well bred. Um, mother, mother and sisters, um, they will triple fed ends for uh, Mark Bella. Um, and um, he's got a, a line of that, those birds. They've been flying very well for him. Um, three sisters to the blue cock. Three sisters to the blue cock. Um, they got Mark Vela, all three of them triple fed ends. So I kept him for the blood, but I haven't bred out of him, you know? Yeah. Uh, but since then, I bought a few more from Vela, so I got enough of them, you know? Yeah. So nah. the hen, um, she's still going through the mold. Um, She's still going through the mold. The cocktail just came out of the mold, but uh, the hen hasn't finished molting yet, you know? Mm. So she'll look a lot better once um, yeah, she goes course. through the mold. Yeah. Uh, I hope um, whoever gets him, I can do a little uh, a little parody for him. I just didn't have enough time um, for him. No, that's all right, mate. No worries. Out. We appreciate your donation, mate. And, uh, We've already got a bid on one of your birds, so uh, I think it's going to go very well. No worries. Uh, all the best. Uh, hopefully yep. you get some good money with uh, the people donating birds and um, and help uh, some of the children. All right, mate. Thank you very much. No worries. You have a great uh, night, yep. uh, Ponte. See you Thank later, you. Mate. Bye. Bye-bye. And I've got Steve Sini on the line, and uh, Steve's donated... Four birds, actually. Uh, two birds with uh, Chris Kasher and two birds on his own. Steve, thanks very much for your donation and uh, tell us a little bit about the birds you donated for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. Well, they're all bed and bulk Herman Crosses. All the Hermans are based down from Ponderosa, Australia, from George to Zero. Uh, they've been very good pins for me and for a lot of other people nationwide. And the van and bulks are virtually um, still haven't really been tested on the racetrack yet, but they're down from the gold dust hen. I've got a direct order off the gold dust hen, and and so far, what I see, they they could be, you know, a very good cross for the Hermits. Yeah, we'll no. find that in the near future. Yeah, no, fantastic. And uh, you've donated a couple of birds also with Chris Kasher. They're the same way bred. 
Yeah, they're the same way, Brett. They're, yeah. they're all Herman Vandenbock hospitals. And you actually bred them for Chris, and Chris said give them to the hospital, yeah? Yeah, 100%. All right, mate. Thank you very much for your donation, and I hope we make good money for the children's hospital with those birds. Let's hope so. Thanks, mate. See you. Thanks, Ivan. Thank you. And I've got Daniel Lynch from Ballarat on the line, and he's donated a couple of birds for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. Daniel, you want to tell us about the birds you donated for the Children's Hospital? Yeah, the, the birds are from Wildwood Distance Birds. They can fly up to 400 to 600 miles. And yeah, they have... I've been given the stock birds given to me, and they have done really well for the last four while. And some of the birds have done really well for me the last year, so I thought I'd donate some birds to the Royal Children's Hospital appeal. So yeah, it's just about it. All right, mate. Thanks very much for that, and uh, thanks for your donation. And I hope we make good money for the kids at the Royal Children's Hospital. Yeah, no, so do I. Hopefully they do get sold and they get donated. The money gets donated to the Royal Children's Hospital. Mm. And then a lot to me and a lot of other people as well. All right, mate. Thanks very much for that. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And that was a few of the donors that have donated some birds to the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal Charity Auction, Racing Pigeon Charity Auction we're running. And uh, I'll give you that website address again if you want to go and place a bid on some of those great birds. And that's gmpf.com.au forward slash auction gmpf.com.au forward slash auction go and check it out there's some really top quality birds there don't miss out if you want to enhance your uh, stock shed go and have a look at that auction there for the royal children's hospital good friday appeal uh tony we've come to the end of pigeon radio australia for another week so it's goodbye from me and what about you tony goodbye Ivan. goodbye listeners and goodbye to everybody around the world and we'll catch you next week yeah we will catch you next week here on same time same station on 88.3 southern fm the sounds of the bayside for pigeon radio australia the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world cheerio stop the pigeon stop the pigeon stop the pigeon